Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trashy Divorces Wednesday. Trashy Breakups Edition. Trashy Breakups. My name is Stacy. I'm Alicia. Stacy, hmm. I know you have a wild ride. Ups and downs of a story this Hills, week. Hills, valleys. But for any trash panda who has not listened to Trashy Divorces from Sunday, mm-hmm. David Foster, Jimmy Swaggart, this is the first time you're hearing this. Go back and check your feed from Apple Podcasts. Future alternatives, just in case this happens, because Stacy and I are super reliable. You're always going to get something at midnight 01 on Sunday, midnight 01 on Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> you can always go to TrashyDivorces.com. Second option, find an alternative player. Overcast, Spotify, Google Play. We're on all of them. Stitcher, yeah. Easy to find us. Another way, if you want your own private feed for early and ad-free episodes, $2 a month. Patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces. Yep. We'll deliver to you eight fresh new episodes Mm -hmm. of Trash Candy on the regular. Yep. The evening of the night before, sometimes earlier in the day if we're extra skippy. That's it. That's the business. Stacy. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> Start. Start. Every day is a winding road, Alicia. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it can be hard to remember that Lance Armstrong was once a hero. He was an emblem of athletic prowess and fierce determination who performed almost unimaginable feats. He climbed literal mountains on a bicycle and consistently did it faster than any living person. It was amazing stuff to watch back in the glory days before we understood that the long rumors of doping that trailed his whole career were true. I don't know if you watched the tour back then, but I mean... It was on and off. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And it really... Even with the doping, it's just hella impressive that these guys... (laughs) They rode bicycles up the Pyrenees. Anyway, superhuman. With some help. I feel kind of superhuman when we get our trash out. I know, right? (laughs) Like, standards are so different. Okay. In the midst of his remarkable span of consecutive Tour de France victories from 1999 to 2005, and at the height of his celebrity, Lance Armstrong also had a high-profile romance with rocker Sheryl Crow. And though that relationship ended suddenly, she has unfortunately found herself linked in the public mind with a man who for many ended his career as a symbol of betrayal, lies, cheating, and poor sportsmanship. Vaguely criminalish behavior, to be honest. It's okay. a mixed bag. Are we going to let Cheryl Crow go from this today? Are we going to release her? We, we should. This we, is the trashy breakup. We should liberate her from... But first we have to go through the whole thing of reconnecting them in the public. It, it's, this, it's all backwards. Okay, how? <laughs> how did this happen? Let's start with Cheryl, who is actually the uh, more mature of the two. Cheryl Suzanne Crow is a Missouri girl, born February 11th, 1962. Yeah, Aquarius. Aquarius, if you're into that sort of thing. I can totally see that. uh, And showed early talent and drive. She was a majorette and a track athlete. She's part of the National Honor Society and Future Farmers of America. And she even won a celebrity judged beauty contest in high school. At the University of Missouri, where she earned a BS in music education, she was Kappa Alpha Theta. After graduating, she was an elementary school music teacher in suburban St. Louis, played in bands on the weekends, and ended up connecting with another musician who produced music for ads, including some major brands like McDonald's and Toyota. 
Cheryl Crow made 40 grand when one of her McDonald's jingles went national. Holy jingle cat. So suddenly, with a little pocket money, she is off to Los Angeles to see about making things work as a musician. Seeing a man about a music career. Right. So this led to all kinds of stuff in backing roles. She toured with Michael Jackson during his bad tour in the late 80s. Like she performed with him. They duetted something. The pictures from that time are her hair was very large. (laughs) To be fair, everyone's hair was Mm. very large. (laughs) She laid down backing vocals for Stevie Wonder, Jimmy Buffett, Belinda Carlisle, and many more. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't know there was a Jimmy Buffett tie-in, did you? Spiderwebs. I did not know, but I am not surprised. Everything is connected. In the early 90s, she recorded a would-be debut album, but she and her label both felt it was overproduced. It was never released. In the aftermath of that, she struck up a relationship with musician Kevin Gilbert, who was part of a weekly jam session famously known as the Tuesday Music Club. Cheryl joined it. Some kind of coalescing happened. And in 1994, Cheryl Crow released her much-celebrated debut album, Tuesday Night Music Club. Good album. Mm Mm-hmm. So all those musicians writing, recording, singing. Let's posit that Sheryl Crow has won numerous, I believe it's nine Grammys for this and subsequent albums. She's left a big mark with hits like All I Want to Do, Strong Enough, If It Makes You Happy, A Change Would Do You Good, and of course, Every Day is a Winding Road. Speaking of winding roads, let's talk about Lance Edward Gunderson. Born September 18th, 1971. Oh, God, Virgo. It's Virgo season. Mm -hmm. In suburban Dallas. His parents divorced when he was two. His mother remarried a guy with the last name of Armstrong. And Lance Armstrong was born. He was an athletic kid. First as a competitive swimmer, then in junior triathlons, which he began winning when he was 13. He turned pro at 16. He was winning major competitions at 18. In 1992, at the age of 21, he went professional as a cyclist with the Motorola cycling team, quickly turning heads in the field. In the spring of 1995, according to a 2016 speech he gave at the University of Colorado Boulder, he started doping. In a 2020 ESPN documentary called Lance, he admits that he was doping as far back as the age of 21, so 1992 or so. Yikes. But we are perhaps... Getting ahead of ourselves. In late 1996, when Lance was 25 years old, he was diagnosed with stage three testicular cancer, which at that point had spread to his lymph nodes, lungs, brain, and abdomen. That's a tough diagnosis. Oh my God. His doctor told him he had a 20 to 50% chance of survival, but his doctor was lying to him. His doctor thought he had about a 0% chance of survival. Oh, God. But, like, you don't tell that to, you certainly don't tell that to a 25 year old. You get on the real optimistic end Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. that. Yeah, wow. So, you know, 20 to 50% odds, Lance Armstrong heads off to get a very aggressive and actually very tailored treatment protocol at Indiana University. So one of the drugs, the it, it's a cocktail of drugs used to treat this. I will not pretend to know much more than those words, but one of them is known to cause toxicity in the lungs, like damage to the lungs. Mm, okay. So his doctors, you know, it was multiple rounds of chemo. And in the first round, he did get that drug. In subsequent rounds, they switched it out for an alternative that did not cause lung damage, which saved his cycling career. 
That seems smart. Yes. A neurosurgeon popped into his head to remove the lesions that had formed in his brain. Oh, shit. Literally popped into his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, popped, cut, you know. Anyway, he completed chemotherapy in December 1996. Again, this started in October. In January 97, Dudebro shows up in Europe to train with his French cycling team. In February 97, doctors could find no sign of cancer. Really incredible. It is a miracle. So 1998 kicked off what was then seen as one of the most marvelous eras in sport as Lance roared back, winning his first of seven Tour de France titles in 1999. Lance also married for the first time in this period in 1998. That would last through 2003. The couple had three children. This was through IVF. He had banked some genetic material before chemo and surgery. Oh, that was smart. Made that not an option for him. So let's say that this more or less gets us to 2003. Lance Armstrong, freshly divorced from his first wife, but he is also an incredibly compelling and successful athlete. Because of that, a celebrity, literally at the top of his game. And at an October 03 charity event, the inspiring cyclist meets the queen of winding roads. And we have arrived at the Trashy Breakups Depot. Let's be honest, whether you're back in the office or still in your sweatpants working from home, life's day-to-day responsibilities lack the fun we all want and deserve. If you're looking for a sign to use some of that hard-earned PTO and have some much-needed fun, look no further. FunJet Vacations is a one-stop shop for all your vacation needs, and as leaders in the industry, FunJet Vacations gives you a fast, easy, and fun way to build and book your next vacation with exclusive package deals to all-inclusive resorts in Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. For a limited time, our listeners can use promo code FUNJET75, FUNJET75, for $75 off your next FUNJET vacation at Ryu Hotels and Resorts. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly resort or an adults-only getaway, there's a Ryu Hotel and Resort for you. To get started, just go to funjet.com or contact your travel advisor and you'll be out of office in no time. Offer is only valid at funjet.com when booked by October 15th for travel through December 2021. Restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Cheryl says that she, quote, knew pretty quickly that I was totally into him, unquote. And he to her, although perhaps there were patterns that would come to be important in the relationship. Cheryl told Good Housekeeping in 2014, quote, 
I had always gone out with guys who were highly successful, which would seem like it would put me at an equal level. But what ends up happening is that one of you becomes smaller, and it was always me. It's always the woman. I mean, always. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's always the woman, but I do think that sometimes in order for one person's light to shine, everyone else has to dim theirs. Mm. As the relationship took off, she moved to Austin, Texas, where the couple shared a ranch. Not a ranch house, a ranch. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. She became close with his children. She was a big supporter of his Lance Armstrong Foundation, which is now Livestrong. And this thing has raised just gargantuan amounts of money for cancer research. But there it is. She felt like she was making herself small in the relationship, telling good housekeeping that she turned into a, quote, self-appointed caretaker who was always making sure that, quote, everyone else was okay. Everyone else was happy. Now, there's a lot to unpack in that. Yeah. It was an extremely public relationship that they had. And I mean, you can understand why it's Cheryl. It's rock star. Oh, they're and pretty. Celebrity. Yeah. yeah they, they're. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So tons of photos of them cuddling and kissing on red carpets at premieres, at the Grammys, at the whatever. When Lance won the 2004 Tour de France, a French journalist described their finish line kiss as, quote, fiery, impetuous, and nearly unending. Wow. After their breakup, Lance would tell Men's Journal that he'd, quote, made a mistake to let the public into my relationship with Cheryl. He says it put a lot of pressure on the relationship, and I'll never do it again. Sitting down and doing a bunch of photos like I did with Cheryl is just wrong, and I won't do that again. And that actually makes sense. I mean... I think both sides to this story make a lot of sense. I feel like we've just transgressed into a ladies' home journal, can this relationship be saved? But as a self-appointed caretaker of Mm, things... Sure. Right? It's the self-appointed part in her description that really captures my interest versus him right with the other side like yeah we were just in public too much well i don't think he means it like that i think when you're a public figure journalists feel fine like if you're if you keep your private life private journalists understand that maybe you're not going to answer questions about that but if you guys were canoodling at, you know, the Oscars the other night. Like, I don't know if they ever went to the Oscars, but. (laughs) We know they canoodled. It's fair game to be like, hey, how was your Oscars canoodling? Right. Like. Right. I I can see where he's coming from with that. No, I do get where he's coming from. I do think just not the time to solve this problem today. Women get many more invasive sort of questions and an individual lens. Actually, we'll kind of see that. Oh. Yeah. Spiderwebs. It all comes back around. Okay. Meanwhile, however, as the relationship is ongoing, his children were a genuine source of inspiration for her. The title track of her 2005 release, Wildflower, was about them. She told Entertainment Weekly, I love them as much as if they were my own. Like, it's going pretty well here for a bit. No, we were all rooting for them. Inspiration. Love. Anyway. Wildflowers. In 2005, less than two years into the relationship, she and Lance took a trip to Sun Valley, Idaho, where they became engaged. Oh. Lance told Oprah, we took this boat out to the middle of the lake, and this is one of those little fishing boats with the motor behind. It ran out of gas in the middle of the lake, so I thought, you know, we're stuck here. I may as well ask her now. 
He didn't even have a ring yet. Oh, it he was taken that. by the, the moment of inspiration. Also, if the boat thing was his idea and, you, and, and then you run out of gas in the middle, maybe you're like, mm, I maybe would like to marry someone who plans ahead a little better. I don't know. Now we're just in wild assumption, speculation territory. It was very romantic. <laughs> they got engaged. They rode home. I don't I don't know. So apparently what came next was that Lance Armstrong was more than a little squishy about setting a date to actually do the deed of getting married. He hosted Saturday Night Live in October 05, and the intro involved a mock Q&A. There were a lot of jokes other cast members in the audience pretending to be French journalists asking to test his urine for things. Um, a lot of that. The last question was from an audience member, a female audience member, asking if he and Cheryl were engaged. And he's like, yes, we're definitely getting married. And the camera cuts back and suddenly Cheryl is standing next to the female audience member whispering in her ear. And she's like, hold on, hold on. And Cheryl continues whispering. And then the audience member is like, so have you set a date? To which he was like, we're definitely getting married. So oh my. Anyway, good joke. Except hey, Aquarius girls are sassy. Cheryl was trying on Vera Wing wedding gowns over Christmas that year. And there were rumors of trouble, but every celebrity couple has tabloid rumors of trouble, oh, right? Like whatever. Yeah. So it was a surprise to many when the pair abruptly announced to the public in February of 06 after much thought and consideration, we have made a very tough decision to split up. We both have deep love and respect for each other, and we ask that everyone respect our privacy during this very difficult time. I think every PR person just has a stock one of these that they insert, pick A, B, C, or D. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, but some are very beautifully crafted. I am a fan it's... of a certain number of celebrity breakups. Well, there are some PR people. Oh, without a doubt. Doing Shakespeare out there, man. Great work. Years later, Lance, who never let plain biology stand in the way of success, would write in his book, <clears throat> Lance. The documentary is also called Lance. Really? Yes. Wow. That's original. So he would write in his <laughs> book, Lance, quote, she wanted marriage. She wanted children. And not that I didn't want that, but I didn't. You proposed in the middle of a lake, dude. The boat ran out of gas. He was going to get yelled at. You didn't have some jokes prepared? Like, come on. All right, let me, let, let me, because it gets better. <laughs> she wanted marriage. She wanted children. And not that I didn't want that, but I didn't want that at that time because I had just gotten out of a marriage. I had just had kids, yet we're up against her biological clock. That pressure is what cracked it. All I can see is Joe Pesci tick, tick, tick on the cabin and my cousin Vinny. I'm sorry. Mm. Well, bro. Oh, my God. That's you, you. You proposed. Also, you. It was the biological clock, Alicia. He had tick, no choice. Tick. OK, Cheryl has been more discreet, basically saying they wanted different things and that can lead to a fissure. Right. OK. So in what has to be a terrible irony of timing, Cheryl was diagnosed with breast cancer within weeks of their split, oh, which just, God. yeah. So she would beat it, of course, and thank God. And, you know, she would later move to Nashville to be closer to her family. She's adopted two kids. I think they're 
pretty close to young adults by now. Good on her. All in all, Cheryl has been engaged three times in her life, and when a journalist from Glamour once suggested that maybe deep down she just didn't want to be married, she responded, There are definitely reasons as to why I'm not married, and I think a large part of it is due to the fact that I pick people who don't want to get married. (laughs) Obviously, Lance finally came clean about his long history of doping in 2013 after... Years of rumors, speculations, investigations by sports authorities and journalists and the U.S. federal government. And obviously, Cheryl found herself on the receiving end of questions about it for months. Having been fairly gentle in her answers for a while, you know, good to be honest, all of that kind of thing. She got real with Rolling Stone late that year saying, quote, it probably sounds really insulting, but this is one of those I don't give a fuck moments. I don't think about him. It's a nuisance when I'm asked about him because they weren't the happiest of days. People still attach me to him and it's gross. Wow. So, oof. Let's bring out the sage. Cheryl Crow, you're done. Bless you. that man. Bless you, Cheryl Crow. I'm giving Lance Armstrong seven consecutive trash cans for all of this, which were later stripped from him for a long career of cheating to win them. Ooh. And that's trashy breakups. Trashy breakups. I learned I, I learned a lot in that story. Thank you, <laughs> Stacy. I did not know that Cheryl Crow was an elementary school music teacher. She was. That was how that was the start of her professional life. But then she said that when the when the McDonald's money came through, she was like, that was two years of my salary as a yeah, teacher. Done. Like out. Yeah. This whole podcast is just one trashy ride. Hey, before we wrap up, oh, oh, I got, I got your, I got your joke there. I uh, yeah, no, trashy ride, mm-hmm. ups and downs, loops, mountains of trash, hill stages. I'm gonna take out my magic mirror. Oh, mm-hmm. right, give it a little spin. Yep, because I have two shout outs. Who do I see today? Everybody smile. Holy cats, Shelly, one of our devoted listeners, is having a baby. Muzzle. And her sweet husband. It's like, hey, babe, what do you want to listen to in the delivery room? And Shelly said, trashy divorces. So trashy divorces it is. So we got to hook her up this week with some Patreon episodes for her big day coming up in the next week or two. Best of luck to you, Shelly. Best of luck to you and hubby and little one on the way. 100%. We can't wait to hear what tutor name you have chosen for your... Soon to be bundle of joy. There are only like three choices, so <laughs> that helps. Also in my magic mirror, I see Shannon. Holy cat, Shannon, we want to go to Greece with you and meet all of your extended family too. Thank mm-hmm. you for your delightful letter and your evil eye token. It's, it is hanging in our trashy divorces headquarters studio. It to is protect beautiful. Us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for that. Everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in with us for another week. If David Foster and Jimmy Swagger are new to your ears, back up in your podcast player. Everything should be resolved on that end. And we can't wait to see you on Sunday for a brand new episode. Hopefully it drops. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us for Trashy Breakups. Until we meet again. Keep your hands clean. Keep those hearts so, so trashy. Keep those legs pedaling. Bye, friends. See you Sunday. Bye.
And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.